I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Okay, so, yep, there's Anthony waving. I'm Raul right here. Um, so, Anthony, who's uh, right now uh, working with American Hook Wrestling, one of our great friends and uh, our partners. Uh, so, John Strickland is the head coach there. Uh, very authentic catch wrestling, you know, the lineage of Frank Gotch, which also goes back to England, right? So, uh, legit stuff, Catch Wrestling Alliance, we really uh, only deal with legit catch wrestling. So, uh, that's why Anthony's here. You helped out a grappler in his grappling match against a, a known leg locker. So can you tell us about how it went and what happened? Yeah, yeah. So uh, this guy named Jonah Nassif uh, at my gym, he is a blue belt in jiu-jitsu, and he also has a wrestling background. Um, he had a feature match at a uh, submission grappling and jiu-jitsu showcase uh, called Subspectrum. Uh, it's run by this guy named Jordan Peitzman. Definitely recommend checking out that promotion. It's called Subspectrum. They're doing really good stuff in the world of, of uh, submission grappling and Brazilian jiu-jitsu as far as trying to highlight and showcase up-and-coming grapplers, uh, mostly in the Midwest. Um, but yeah, he had a feature match uh, on that on that card in the prelims. And the guy that he was going against, um, both me and his other coach, had seen compete before. Uh, and we knew that he was very, he's a very good leg locker. He's very good um, at leg submissions. Um, and so, you know, I'm, 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 I'm pretty good at, at uh, leg locks myself, both from a jujitsu and catch wrestling perspective. And so uh, my uh, friend Jonah asked me to be uh, his uh, coach and corner for the competition, basically just had me come in for two weeks and leg lock the crap out of him and uh, just have him defend that. Um, and, uh, we sort of formulated a game plan, uh, us being the, uh, more dominant wrestler with jujitsu skills versus the, uh, more jujitsu guy with a, like, with a known leg lock arsenal. Um, he ended up winning in overtime by points five to two. Um, and it was a really, really, uh, great showing on, on, on his end. Um, he's not a catch wrestler himself. Um, he's just sort of a wrestler plus jujitsu kind of guy. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a catch wrestler myself, so I certainly, uh, used my catch wrestling knowledge, um, in concert with my jiu-jitsu knowledge to help him get the W. Cool. So then would you say then you, uh, like you use like wrestling or catch wrestling fundamentals then to like just pass the guard or how did, how did that kind of go about where the leg locker wasn't able to use his leg locks? Yeah. Uh, as far as guard passing goes, um, we definitely had a strategy in mind. Um, 
coming in because we knew that you know the most dangerous part was going to be engaging with this guy's legs when he pulls guard um, and just trying to get past the legs so that we can get to a side control or a mount and then start hunting submissions from there. Um, I felt uh, a little, um, I felt pretty qualified in this respect um, as far as the guard passing goes um, to coaching on this. Um, what we basically did was we implemented a pressure passing game against this guy um, with our head lead. Okay, so the way that I tend to differentiate between types of guard passing is there is head lead or upper body lead passing, and then there's lower body lead passing. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, and a good example of upper body lead passing would be the over-under pass. Um, if you've ever seen the over-under pass in jiu-jitsu, this is a great example. Yeah, coming right here, under one leg, over another leg. Uh, another example would be like, you know, like a double over pass, a double leg pass. Um, another example would be like a double under kind of pass. So the first contact is made by our head and our arms versus his legs, right? And that was the style of passing that, that I had us use. Uh, a leg lead pass, a good example of that would be like a knee cut pass, right? Uh, or any kind of really standing pass because we're coming in and we're leading, we're making first contact with our knee and our leg first, right? And our upper body is more upright, right? And so a lot of times you'll hear people call, uh, you know, knee slice passing or certain types of leg lead passing, um, pressure passing. And you can implement pressure from that type of passing, but from my opinion, and it's just very clear to me that when you lead with your head, when you're passing guard, when you, when you lead with your upper body, your legs are kicked back and driving off the mat, right? You're pushing off the mat, driving into your opponent. And so any kind of upper body lead passing is inherently always going to generate more pressure on your opponent than a lower body lead passing. You know, you can do it, you know, if you've got a really tight knee cut kind of pass, you know, you can generate pressure. A good example of that would be like Rafael Lobato Jr. He does that kind of thing. You know, he's known for his pressure passing. Um, and he certainly does have good pressure passing uh, with that kind of style of passing where he's postured up, right? Uh, but when I'm really, really trying to generate pressure, really, really trying to take it to my opponent, I kick the legs back, drive my feet into the mat, and I lead with, with my upper body. And so that was our game plan. The great thing about this is our opponent being a leg locker, when you pass like this, your legs are also kicked back out of range, right? Uh, so if, if I'm if I'm knee cut passing, leading with my leg, I can generate pressure there, but I'm giving the leg right off the bat, right? That's what he wants. I'm giving him contact with my leg, you know, and though he might not be able to leg entangle right away, you know, if he's able to off balance me a little bit, he's gonna be able to put a leg in, entangle my legs and then he's off to the races right so this is what you want to avoid and this is a common common mistake i see uh, a lot of people make um when they're facing leg lockers and they're not trying to engage in the leg game themselves you know they're trying to pass is they'll leave their leg and that's just you're very very close to giving the leg locker free shots on your leg um and a lot of people think that when you lead with your head when you lead with the upper body that you're that you're somehow that it's just you're inherently going to put yourself like in a triangle choke or you're gonna inherently put yourself like in a guillotine choke, 
or some kind of submission, which is completely untrue. You know, if you know what you're doing and you lead with your upper body, uh, if you stay safe and stay disciplined and do the technique correctly, you're going to be fine right now. If you mess up, you know, and your, and your opponent gets a move off on you, get some kind of off balance on you. Yes, you can get put in a submission, but you can get a put in a submission anywhere, you know, same, you know, like I was saying, if you leave your leg and a knee cut and you mess up, you got a leg locker, he's going to put you in a leg lock. Right. So I don't really buy that idea that, you know, going in head first uh, is somehow more is more submission risk. You know, um, now if I was going against somebody who wasn't a leg locker and uh, I knew had good upper body submissions like triangle chokes and arm bars and stuff like that, then, yeah, maybe I might lead with my. Uh, leg first because I know he's generally not going to attack it and he's going to be better at attacking the other body. Uh, so that was my logic going in. And uh, kudos to uh, Jonah. He executed perfectly. Um, he executed perfectly. Um, guy never came close to a leg entanglement at all the entire match. Um, there were a couple, uh, you know, he got us into a kind of like bicep slicer kind of thing with his legs, which we defended. And then on the feet, he had kind of that standing John Jones shoulder lock going, but we defended all those perfectly. And we ended up passing the guard multiple times, getting to mount multiple times, uh, and then almost getting the back once as well. We also got a sweep too. Uh, our opponent actually snuck a snuck a takedown in on us, which was a little surprising. He had a little bit better uh, wrestling on the feet than we expected, but as soon as he took us down, we were able to get a reversal right away. Uh, so yeah, our, my game plan worked to a T, you know, I've, I saw our opponent compete a couple times, didn't really know much about him, didn't know much tape on him, but just sort of my, uh, catch wrestling principles that I had in my mind versus guard players like this worked out great. And you know, not being afraid to sort of think outside the box, not buying into sort of classic jujitsu myths. You know, if you do this, you're going to get submitted automatically, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, it just worked out great. I couldn't be happier with it. Yeah, cool, man. You brought up a bunch of great things, right? It's like, uh, yeah, if you like, you don't necessarily have to know too much about your opponent if you kind of stick to your catch wrestling fundamentals, right? And then the other thing that I think I, I've also heard a lot about, you know, leading with your head or whatever is the whole triangle choke thing. But yeah, I think I think you're totally right about where they go. If you're doing it right, then uh, you know you don't really have that triangle, or they they can't really get that triangle on you, right? Uh, um, so uh, let's go ahead and talk about the 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 whole fundamentals thing. So you said you didn't you didn't really know much about the the guy, uh, but with regards to like your approach to the guy, it was really just to kind of stick to the whole wrestling fundamental approach. Yeah, yeah. Um, I personally I don't like to scout opponents too hard, right? And that's because I'm more focused on what I'm doing than what my opponent's doing, right? If you get too much in the mindset of thinking about what your opponent's going to do, it sort of puts you in this reactionary defensive kind of state, which I don't like. And you, you all everything you're thinking about is stuff that my opponent could potentially do to me, right? And I find that the more people do that, the more it tends to manifest on the mat. And it's just, you know, they might not get submitted by their opponent, but it's just the entire time it's just them defending against their opponent, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's sort of, that's, that's my approach, you know, and that's, that's a very sort of like wrestling approach. Um, I do find in jujitsu, a lot of times guys are trying to map out 
everything that their opponents does so they can plan for every possible scenario. But the fact of the matter is, is when you're in a competition in a match, um, you can't plan for everything. It's war. You know what I mean? It's better to just have your principles that you're going to stick to so that when you're tired and it's intense and it's coming down the line, you're not having to stop and think a bunch because if you do that, that's a, that's a window of opportunity that your opponent's going to be able to take and use against you to get ahead on you, you know? So it's just, it's good to have, you know, your one sword, your one shield that you're going into battle with and you know how to use, you know, a bunch of different ways than to have uh, a utility belt with a, uh, you know, a bunch of different weapons that, you know, you have to bust out for every single individual scenario. You know, it just doesn't hold up to the intensity and, uh, you know, the sort of fatigue factor and just the general uh, sort of mystery factor when it comes to your opponent. You know, uh, you, you know, you can watch a bunch of tape on your opponent, but, you know, maybe in between the time that they last competed and you're facing them now, you know, they could be a completely different grappler, you know. And so that's why I don't like the scout too much um, is just it's war. You know, it's it's when you're, when you're out there, it's war. And, uh, it's, uh, you know, it gets compared to chess. It gets, it, it gets compared to, you know, a math problem, but it's not, it's, we're doing a combat sports, physical combat, and, uh, you can't plan for everything, you know? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And that, that's the thing too, that like, well, I guess that's one of the reasons why I want to talk to you about this, like about your experience too, is, is like, cause I feel like that's, uh, my experience, you know, rolling a 10th planet and stuff here in West LA. Um, you know, you get some people who are well known online for, you know, doing leg locks and all that. They're showing all their leg locks online and they got a lot of fans. Um, but yeah, usually in that was wrestling fundamental. And that's another thing I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know, I don't know all these people. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I just go in, you know, trying to do my thing. Actually, a lot of times I just think, oh, I want to pin this guy, you know, and then uh, I end up passing their guard. And then later I find out, like, oh man, these guys are really well known for, uh, you know, doing well in these competitions and all that. Um, so, yeah, I think that kind of, or I think that's the point that I really want to reiterate to anybody listening. It's like, yeah, like kind of what you just said. It's like, you know, if you kind of stick to the, like your sword and your, sword and your shield, those being like the fundamentals, um, you you end up not even have, not even having to deal with these leg entanglements. Right. But then, yeah, if you, if you kind of go more on the side of like, uh, oh, what are they doing or what do they know? Or I got to learn all the ways to get out of every single leg lock you've seen them do. Uh, then it's like it's going to give you more anxiety. Right? <laughs> and then you probably end up running more or whatever from these people. Right? And then but uh, for catch wrestling, really, that the one of the principles is like you, you want to go in there and you want to get it onto the ground. And even if you're underneath you shouldn't necessarily be scared or anxious because you should know a lot of these reversals, right? To get back on top or submit them from the, from the bottom, not necessarily mean when I say bottom, I don't mean like being on your back, but more like turtle position. Right. Um, yes. I think that's one of the things I really wanted to make sure that um, people listening just understood. And I think, it, I think you're one of the best people to talk about that. Do you have any other uh, thoughts on this subject? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to memorize the dictionary, right? It's yeah. like, you can't memorize every single potential 
reaction to every single potential reaction because it's constantly moving, it's happening fast, and people are coming up with new stuff every day, you know, and your opponent uh, is, might do some stuff that they don't usually do in order to confuse you, you know, and so to take that sort of approach, um, you know, it's good, it's good, it's definitely better than, better than not doing anything, but my, in my opinion, the better approach is to um, focus more on what you're doing, you know, it's definitely good to know what your opponent's strengths are, where they're strong, you know, maybe some some techniques you see them using consistently over and over and be prepared for that. But we mostly want to be focusing on what we're going to do to our opponent, you know, and when my uh, when uh, Jonah brought me in, he's like, why don't you leg lock me? Um, but it quickly turned into like, look, I don't want to spend all this time uh, trying to put leg locks on you and having you get out of leg locks because we do too much of that. The entire match is just going to be that. So I want to focus. I want to spend, you know, some time doing that, but I also want to spend a lot of our time focusing on our passing because we know we're going to be on top. Most of the time, we know we either going to get take down or he's going to pull guard and we know he's going to try to go for leg locks from guard. And so, you know, staying out of leg locks and defending him is great, but ultimately in order to win the match, we got to pass that guard. And then our, um, our strategy was to go for either an arm triangle submission or a rear naked choke submission, uh, whichever came first. You know, we were, we were mostly hunting the arm triangle. That was a strength. And, uh, you know, it's a good submission that'll just keep us on top, you know. Um, so we didn't we didn't end up getting the arm triangle finished, but everything else that we did uh, leading up to that uh, worked worked to a T. And. Uh, yeah, and. It, it um yeah that's 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 pretty much it i can't really say much more about it <laughs> okay cool yeah cool i think that's uh i think we said like the main points that i really want people to understand um so with that being said i mean is there any way people can reach out to you if they have any questions um yeah um are you like on uh, instagram I would, um i would say uh yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my uh, name is uh, Luchador, L-U-C-H-A-D-O-R-1764. You can also find me on Facebook, um, um, just my name, Anthony Pachek, P-A-C-H-E-C-K. I don't have a Twitter or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, if you have any questions or if you're interested in American hook wrestling, you can feel free to contact me. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for spending time with us today. Yeah. Thank you, man.